Do you feel that parenting is not exactly what you expected it to be? Have you looked online for parenting answers that have led you to believe that if you do A, you will get B? And when looking for parenting answers, are you taking into account who your child is? So the big question is this. How do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory, and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply, and what should you reject? That is the big question, and in this podcast, we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer, and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of the Wise Parenting Podcast. In Season 1, we discussed answers to some common parenting questions like, why toddlers hit and what to do about it? Does parenting play a role in developing a child's intelligence? Punishment versus rewards for young children. How to get your young child to share and how to teach your child good table manners, as well as a few others. We also discussed some basic information about child development in general to help you feel clearer, more at ease, and more confident about your parenting decisions. We will continue to refer back to these episodes to help expand on our answers when we look at more specific parenting concerns in future episodes. To make your job a little easier, here are the episodes with this information. Episode 1, where we discuss the wise parenting formula. Episodes 6, 7, and 8 where we discuss the importance of recognizing your own parenting style and understanding how each style influences child's development differently. Our bonus episode on temperament, slotted between episodes 10 and 11, where we discussed how your child's inborn characteristics affect your child and your parenting. Episode 13, where we discussed what attachment is and what it is not, and why establishing secure attachment is so important. And finally, episodes 16 through 19, where we discuss the crucial stages your child must go through from birth to about five or six years old. So let's kick off season two. Today's episode is about parenting and why it's so difficult. When I look at myself and at other parents around me, we are in the thick of it. We are raising young kids with everything that this entails, all while balancing everything that life throws at us. We are juggling more than we ever imagined we would need to. Feeling like we're doing the best for our own children can be difficult at times. It's not easy to feel clear and confident about what to do when you feel you've tried your best and you're still not getting the results you're hoping for. It's not easy to feel confident when you look around and your child is struggling with something that other children her age don't seem to be struggling with. As we kick off this new season, along with a new calendar year and a new decade, no less, we would like to make one message very clear. Parenting is difficult. Feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and unsure is all understandable. And this is what this episode is about, acknowledging why parenting is difficult in general and why you may find it especially difficult at certain moments is important. As you will hear in this episode, Parenting is difficult for many reasons, but one important reason is the cyclical interaction and reaction you have with your child. Otherwise put, parenting is not one-directional. There is a constant and consistent interplay between child 
and parent. So let's take a closer look. Becoming pregnant, even if it's taken a lot of time, effort, and even money, is in fact the easiest part of parenting. Nothing else in life is so demanding. Parenting, physically and emotionally, never stops. It is also by far likely to be the most rewarding job you will ever have. Different from other jobs, the rewards aren't monthly or annually, but they come in spurts and may go on forever. Whether you are parenting a crying newborn or whether you're worrying about your granddaughter's chances of getting the position she's hoping for, you are always working at it. Parenting is probably one of the few major, important, and life-affirming or threatening jobs that you could possibly have. But what makes it entirely different from any other job in the world is that you don't have any training for it. Whether you take on the job of being an administrative assistant or an airline pilot, you're going to have training and perhaps years of it. With parenting, a baby is put in your arms and that's it. Maybe you're one of the few people who has had a course in child development or some other kind of training, but most likely you're not, and even then. And so here you are, faced with this vulnerable being whose life course you will have a powerful effect on, and you know this. And again, you have no training at all. Not only that, but at most jobs, you get some kind of periodic recognition or reward, like a raise, a promotion, a tip, or verbal acknowledgements of your abilities from your primary employer. But the reality is that you can't count on your baby to recognize your efforts and reward you with a smile. You can't count on your child to thank you, either in words or by doing exactly what you want most of the time. Parenting is probably the only job in the world where the demands and requirements are constantly changing. No sooner have you learned how to solve and face a difficult situation than another one pops right up. You can probably relate to this. As soon as you feel confident handling the events in one developmental stage, your child grows into another one. For example, in the first year with your baby, as soon as you become more confident in how you handle her sleeping routines and feeding times, she grows into the next stage and starts to say no to whatever you ask, maybe has difficulty sleeping, and stops eating food she used to enjoy. Not only are you required to adapt and learn on your feet from one developmental stage to another, but within each stage, as soon as you've mastered one of the many challenges, a series of entirely new challenges will present themselves. For example, as soon as you have mastered giving your baby a bath that she enjoys, she resists being put into her car seat. While all this is going on, she is also teething, catching colds, coming down with fevers, and crying in the night. And all of this is going on while the rest of your life is going on as well. You have responsibilities and commitments like maintaining a good relationship with your significant other, maintaining good relationships with friends and family, maintaining a home that is respectably warm, comfortable, and moderately clean, and parenting may not be your only job etc., etc., etc. So parenting is not easy. In fact, it's very difficult. It's extremely demanding, and it's certainly not like anything else you've ever experienced. But it is also one of the most rewarding jobs you can undertake. And our job here on the Wise Parenting Podcast, alongside the Wise Parenting Academy, is to make this tremendous job easier for you. 
knowing more about what's going on in your young child's brain and knowing how to be more aware of yourself as a parent can make it easier and more rewarding for you. You may be aware that Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, from which the Wise Parenting Podcast and Wise Parenting Academy grew from, started when I found so much contradictory advice online and from friends. I felt completely overwhelmed by it all, and the more I read into parenting topics, the more I was confused. It seemed as though everyone had their own version of how to handle all the parenting challenges, and for each parenting challenge I looked into, I found different advice as to what I should do. Each source I consulted assured me that if I did A, the effect would be B. If I gave my son a variety of foods at eight months, he would eat everything on his plate at two. Or if I brought him to a lot of playgroups, he would become very sociable. Everything changed, however, when I started to ask my mom, Dr. Solomon, questions about everything I was reading and hearing. For one, I hadn't realized the extent to which genes play a role in my baby's development and I was pretty certain that most parents didn't know either. And how mutually reactive to each other we are. That is, how much his behavior is influenced by my and my husband's behavior, and how our behavior with him is influenced by his behavior with us. To hear more about the role that genes play in your child's development, your child's behavior, and you as a parent, listen back to our bonus episode, slotted between episodes 10 and 11, where we discuss how your child's inborn characteristics affect your child and your parenting. So today, we're talking about parenting in general, and why it's so difficult and demanding on you. Along with having no training, along with new challenges that arise constantly, along with your child growing and developing sometimes faster than you feel you can keep up with, and along with parenting being only one of the many responsibilities you have in your life, you also have the tremendous job of understanding who your child is, accepting her inborn characteristics, and acknowledging that doing A will most likely not lead to B, just because it did for your friend or for your sister. Understanding the role that your child's genes play will not only help you to understand your child, but will help you to customize your parenting to your child. And this takes effort, and it takes energy. It's what makes parenting that much more demanding on you. So again, parenting is difficult, and one of the main reasons is because you have to change your behavior, your reactions, your expectations, etc., to parent your child in a way that optimizes her development. Genes are part of who your child is born as. It's the W in our wise parenting formula. Starting with and knowing who your child is will help you to be less confused, less discouraged, and not lose confidence in yourself as a parent when A does not lead to B for you. So for the remainder of this episode, I'll talk about an analogy that we've come up with as a simplified explanation of the role that genes, your child's inborn characteristics, play and how your baby reacts to your parenting. Our intention is for you to use it as a cue when you find that your baby or child is not reacting or behaving as you expected and when things don't go as planned. These are the times when parenting may feel that much more difficult and that much more demanding on you. So you can think of it this way. 
you've decided to start a garden in your backyard and are starting by growing one plant. Your plant will grow based on four main influences. The first influence on how your plant will grow is the seed that you plant. The seed has its own genetic makeup that is independent of the care you will give it. In our example, you have no idea what type of seed you are planting. It may turn out to be a rose, a birch tree, or a tulip. You simply don't know. Similar to this seed, in the analogy, your baby is born with genes and you don't know which genes she inherited. Your baby arrives with its own genetic makeup that initially has nothing to do with the care that you give it. The second influence on how your plant will grow is how you take care of the seed by adding nutrients to the soil, watering it, and giving it sufficient sunlight, etc. At first, when you've planted the seed, you do your best to give it everything you think it needs to grow well. In this example, your baby is born and you do everything that you think is best for your baby. The third influence on how your plant will grow is how your plant responds to your taking care of it. Your plant may bloom or it may droop, despite your best efforts to nourish it. The way your plant reacts to your care is partly dependent on its genes. Some plants need more water or sunshine and some plants need less. If you don't know what you've planted, you watch for signs for what works to the benefit of your plant and what doesn't. Now the way your baby reacts to your care is also dependent on her genes, and similarly, you have to watch how she reacts to your care. All babies are different, and your baby may clearly react positively and shine with the care that you give her. She may sleep and feed well and smile and be interested in you. But your baby may react less positively to the same care you give her. She may not sleep well at all, she may be more resistant to the presentation of new foods. She may respond with little to no pleasure when she sees you and may act in a way that you would call an adult cranky, in a bad mood, or no fun. The fourth influence on how your plant will grow is how you react to how your plant grows, following your care. If your plant grows well and blooms, you will feel that all your efforts to care for it are being rewarded and you will want to continue to give it the same care. It will make you happy to see your plant thrive and you will have the energy and enthusiasm to continue with the same care. If your plant starts to droop and not grow well, you will be discouraged. You will seek new ways to look after it and put time and energy into trying new methods. It will take a lot more out of you to try to help your plant grow well and bloom, and you will have to do more to help it. How you respond to your growing plant is comparable to how you respond to your growing baby. It may not have occurred to you that your baby is affecting your parenting, just as your parenting is affecting your baby. If your baby rewards you with smiles, coos, and snuggling quickly and consistently, you'll be happy and have the energy and enthusiasm to continue to give her the same care. But if your baby cries a lot despite your best efforts, if your baby rarely rewards you with smiles, coos, and snuggling, and if your baby seems indifferent to your efforts, it will be more challenging for you to care for her day in and day out with the same level of energy and enthusiasm. You will probably become frustrated and it may become difficult for you to continue to put in your best efforts. 
In conclusion, there are many reasons why parenting is so difficult, and to feel that it's extremely demanding on you, more than you ever imagined, is normal and understandable. There is no training. Your job is constantly changing. No sooner have you overcome one obstacle than you are presented with a new challenge. Rewards for your hard work may be inconsistent and even far between, and you have many responsibilities in life beyond parenting your young child. Something very important to keep in mind, regardless of your child's age, is that you, the parent, and your child both contribute to your child's development. There's an ongoing interaction between your parenting and your child's reaction as a function of her genes. The more you are aware of this and take it into consideration when challenges arise, the more likely you will continue to feel confident in the way you are parenting. We want you to know who your child is, as far as genes go, so that you can opt for the best parenting decision that benefits your child and not second-guess yourself and be vulnerable to taking on any advice that is given to you. In reference to our analogy in this episode, plants being plants, you may fail to help your plant grow into a strong and healthy plant. But babies being babies and children being children, if you can overcome your negative reactions to her lack of enthusiasm for your efforts, for example, and parent more wisely for who she is, some of her genes can be modified and you will increase your chances of raising a strong and healthy child. The bottom line is that your baby is born with genes that are beyond your control and this may make your job as a parent even more difficult. The most honest parenting advice is that there are no quick fixes, but there are good solutions, and good solutions start with not only recognizing who your child is, her inborn characteristics, but accepting them. Accepting who your child is can be difficult for some parents, especially when they didn't expect the difficulties they face daily. This combined with understanding what's going on in her brain at different ages and being self-aware of yourself as a parent are how you can begin to feel clearer, more at ease, and more confident about your parenting decisions. Parenting will never be easy, but the more you know and accept, and the better you can customize your parenting to your particular child's needs, the less difficult it will become. So here's to parenting wisely and giving your child the best shot at being his or her best self. For my mom, Dr. Solomon, and me, we wish you a happy and a healthy new year. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one guidance from Dr. Solomon, 
the Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.